0: Hey, hey, and welcome to the new show on Active FM, where radio has never been better. It is 2021, y'all. If you're listening to this, you made it to 2021. Can you imagine? Last year was, yeah, last year was, yeah, right? <laughs> A whole lot of things happened. We had the presidential elections of 2020. We had COVID-19. We had so many things that happened. If you don't remember what happened last year even on the 4th of january definitely go listen to the show that came out last week where i went through uh 2020 and what 2020 looked like uh, and and stuff so if you don't remember you can go listen to that show but right now we're going to be looking into 2021 what are the projections that have been made in terms of 2021 what are the trends that as a business you need to follow in 2021 and and so on we are looking at 2021 projections i'm excited to be sitting here and speaking to you on the 4th of january 2021 it's quite exciting i'm excited for this year it's going to be extremely extremely awesome and i know it. i can feel it for the new show and for so many things so now Like I said, the topic is going to be projections 2021. What are the projections of 2021? So keep listening. It's going to be quite, quite awesome. Remember, this is Active FM where radio has never been better. I love Active FM. Christ music is hot music. Our music at Active FM is lit. We lit fire, fire. like man mentioned I ain't got no rhythm. everybody gonna dance for now Christ is the one we lift our hands for now you're tuned in to active FM so now the IMF cuts is global economic forecast for 2021 and warns of long and even recovery A strong comeback in 2021 is needed to help the global economy heal from the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, I'm not saying that the pandemic is over and the coronavirus has just disappeared. No, it hasn't disappeared. It's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. But if we look at last year, we actually saw a whole lot of economies collapse and a whole lot of economies go down. So what the IMF is saying that there needs to be a very strong economic or a strong comeback so that a lot of economies can actually recover from the pandemic but the international monetary fund also known as imf is downgrading its forecast for this year and warning of a long slow recovery that would stroke poverty and damage growth the imf are predicted that the world economy would shrink by 4.4 percent a less severe contraction than it forecasted last year in june The improvement is driven by a stronger than expected bounce in the United States and Europe after lockdown lifted, as well as China's return to growth. However, the organization downgraded its outlook for 2021. The IMF now sees a 5.2% increase in global output this year, down from 5.4% in its previous uh, report. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development also lowered its forecast for 2021 the IMF chief economist Gita Gopinath said in a post that their sense out of this calamity is likely to be long and even and highly uncertain. We obviously know that in the G20 uh, summit that happened last year they were actually speaking about plans on how to 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 deal with these poorer countries that were highly affected by the coronavirus pandemic and stuff. So hopefully they actually implement those things to actually help these countries. Now output in advanced economies as well as emerging markets, with the expectation of China is projected to remain below 2019 levels this year. Looking ahead, the IMF ordered a bleak look at how the global economy might perform over the medium term, its first such forecast since the outbreak began. Now, global growth is expected to slow to roughly 3.5% between 2022 and 2025, leaving the output of most economies below level that were predicted before the pandemic. Now, what are the big consequences that we're going to face because of this? Slow growth over such an extended period will have large aftershocks, the IMF cautioned. One consequence will be worsened inequality and severe setback for improvements to living standards, both in developed economies like the United States and emerging markets like Mexico and Argentina. Extreme global poverty is also expected to rise for the first time in more than two decades. And I mean, we saw it last year where in, during the lockdowns, the poorer got poorer, basically. There were the richer that got richer. and But we did see that a whole lot of people, because of the job loss, because of, of a whole lot of things that have happened, the poverty has actually increased in a lot of countries. The IMS predictions assume that social distancing will continue into this year before fading over time as people get vaccines and the COVID-19 treatments improve. The U.S. economy is expected to shrink by 4.3 percent in 2020 before expanding by 3.1 percent this year. The IMS thinks that 19 countries that use the euro will experience a harsher contraction by a sharper Recovery with output falling by 8.3% last year and jumping to 5.2% this year. So that is the IMS predictions for 2021. That's basically the IMS projections for the global economy and stuff. And now let's look at because I'm in South Africa, and I would really like to know what are the projections or how will South Africa's future look like in 2021? And this is basically, so Business Tech basically did a forecast and looked at South Africa, and they basically said South Africa's future could be better or could be worse. There are two scenarios. APSA has revised its forecast for GDP contraction in South Africa in 2020 to 8.3% from 9.7% previously, reflecting the better than expected data from the first and second quarter. But the financial services firm uh, warned that the economic recovery in the second quarter of 2020 is likely to be slower than previously expected amid extended lockdown measures and more localized disruptions to activity from ongoing COVID-19 outbreaks. And I mean, we saw that uh, over in the year that uh, eventually some Suburbs? Can I say some sub Some areas, that's the word, some areas, eventually businesses were like, you know what, we're just going to run at full capacity because we can't take the lockdowns anymore and the regulations. And as we eased into lockdown, level one and stuff, more and more people were becoming braver to open up their businesses and stuff. We saw even before we reached level one lockdown that the taxi industry last year actually were like, we can't be affected by the lockdowns and things. So we actually saw that the economic recovery because of the extended measures and stuff actually disrupted the economy. It also cited a large negative demand shock from job losses and expiration of some of the government's economic re- relief initiatives for its partial recovery of 2.4% in this year, 2021. Now, South Africa's already strained public finances will m- remain under immense pressure. The macroeconomic research team at APSA said in a document entitled "Quarter 3, 2020, quarterly perspective. If you look before the lockdown and stuff, we actually see that South Africa's economy wasn't doing that well. And when we went into the lockdown, it actually made a worse situation, a bad situation. And in the supplementary budget presented in June of last year, the National Treasury projected a main budget deficit of 14.6% of GDP, equivalent to a primary deficit of 9.7% of GDP. For the financial year 2020-2021. APSA says that they believe that the outcome is likely to be worse and project a main budget deficit of 16.6 percent of the GDP. Now last year Minister, uh, Finance Minister Tito Mboweni had signaled a plan to achieve a primary balance for financial year 2023-2024, which will require expenditure cuts worth 230 billion rand in the next two years. So they're hoping to cut expenditure by 230 billion rand between this year and next year, over and above the planned 160 billion rand wage bill cuts. ABSA says that they are doubtful that cuts of this magnitude can be achieved. I mean, yeah, um, the fact that they're hoping, firstly, with the wage bills and and stuff, cutting 160 billion rand of wages and things like that, if it can actually happen, then that's going to be shocking. You also say that given the inherent uncertainty and the magnitude of the policy challenges created by the crisis, other outcomes for the economy relative to its baseline forecast are possible even for better either for better or worse uh carried carry on and say that if the pandemic comes under control sooner uh, than we expect the recovery this year may be stronger moreover the reforms with reforms to lower the cost of doing business and lift confidence We believe that the medium term growth potential can be lifted to about 2.5 percent. And that's obviously APSA speaking. And they carried on and say that, however, there is an alternative scenario in which the pandemic, along with its costs, drags South Africa's macroeconomic performance down to a much weaker level. And they basically said for better or for worse. So EFSA then discusses two possible alternative scenario in its baseline under the title for better or for worse, and this is what they have under for better. So for better, if our economic actually grows for better this year, this is what we're going to see: a peak peak infections happen sooner and taper off quickly, while an effective vaccine or treatment is widely available sooner rather than later. So they're saying that if we can have our peak infections now and they go off uh, quickly, then the economy can actually rise for the better. Now, global GDP, thanks to all the advanced economy, fiscal and monetary stimulus bounces back more sharply than the IMF currently expects. And they said it was going to uh, bounce at negative 4.9% in 2020 and then come up by 5.4% this year. What else is for better for our economy? Lockdowns are quickly relaxed further, including border openings, international tourism, begin to recover supporting South Africans, catering and accommodation industry. So if the lockdowns actually, so if we actually come out of the state of disaster, basically, then our economy can actually grow for the better. Finance Minister Tito Mboweni is able to push through something close to all of his desired physical adjustment package. So obviously we spoke earlier about the fact that uh, he wants to do over 230 billion rand worth of, of, of financial expenditure cuts and, and stuff. so if you can actually achieve that, then that will help South Africa for the better. I'm not gonna go through everything, but it also speaks about the fact that market-friendly changes to South Africa's investment regulations are introduced quickly, such as the institutional savings, increasingly finance vital infrastructure development across a range of sectors, and then commodity export prices stay high, but oil prices ease again, and then load shedding is not a major problem as ESCOM rehabilitates its existing plants, and new power supply is quickly procured. And then what else it has on the whole on the list of what will make South Africa go for the for better is that the COVID-19 crisis motivates societal and political and economic stakeholders to negotiate sincerely compromises on long-standing polarized position. Workable social compacts are. St- struck in a number of contested, so that's part of the list of what will actually take South Africa for the better or lead South Africa to a better economy this year. So now they basically say that if a strong majority of these things were to happen, they believe that South Africa could reasonably expect a much stronger GDP bounce this year than their forecast of 2.4% and medium-term growth rates to rise back to around 2.5% or so. However, South Africa's future could also be worse if some collection of the following developments were materialized in force. So these are the things that could actually lead our economy or GDP for the worst in South Africa this year. Exposure to COVID-19 does not give long lasting immunity and and an effective vaccine proves elusive or widely expensive. So we do know that the vaccine is going to be expensive and stuff. And obviously we saw that Boris Johnson had to go into quarantine after he had already had the virus. It also says that for worse, the COVID-19 pandemic does not quickly peak and wane, but instead extends well this into this year with fitful bursts of businesses opening and closing and possibly even the escalation of lockdown levels again. So if we do go into a second wave here in South Africa this year, a lot of people are predicting, well, people I've spoken to are actually predicting that the second wave will happen in winter again. And if we get closer to the winter times and the peaks peaks are actually going up and, and stuff, and we actually begin again at lockdown level five, that will actually take a bad turn for our economy. It also says that if Finance Minister Tito Mboweni is unable to secure strong backing from the Cabinet and the ANC for necessary spending cuts, particularly with respect to public sector wages and adverse debt dynamics intensify. What else is on the list of things that could go bad for us in South Africa is if firm bankruptcies and worker, worker layoffs are very large, generating extensive downside multiplier effects. Uh, the escalating COVID-19 pandemic and its economic fallout caused social pressures to intensify markedly, mock, uh, especially after the government removes its temporary income support via the extended Tariff UIF scheme and the extended social Grant. So obviously, it, last year we saw that they extended it, then they would say that it's going to end at the specific time and things like that. So if they actually now cut off all the UIF and the social grants and things like that, that could also lead our economy for the worst. Now, oil prices rise further, but recent gold and PGM strengths fade. So if the oil prices do rise as well, that's going to lead our economy for the worst. Now, what else they have here is that the government is slow to develop a workable framework for its goal of a privately financed infrastructure drive, especially if empowerment objectives prove hard to marry with the need for speed and efficiency. And then with ESCOM, ESCOM's unbundling processes falters while efforts to procure new power supply and rehab- rehabilitate the existing plants are unable to prevent reoccurring load shedding. So if you still have the problem that we had last year with the the load shedding and, and, and stuff, that could also lead our economy backwards. The structural reform agenda remains more talk than walk. So the whole agenda for structural reformation and stuff that the government has been speaking about, if it's just speaking, there's actually no movement, that could also take our economy backwards. And then the immigration accelerates depriving south africa of human and financial capital and capital flights generally picks up so those are the things that could actually lead south africa for the worst now obviously even some of these risks uh, risk scenarios could drive south africa to a rather dark place economically under which gdp growth would further stagnate the sarb would likely keep Uh, rates lower for longer, but at some point the RAND would likely weaken a lot and the SARB would then have to hike rates sharply. APSA says that the the building debt crisis would come to a boil, possibly leading the government to try to introduce asset uh, prescription in an effort to avoid a full-fledged IMF program with strict conditionality for which there is no political support. And that is what we have. So those are the projections here in South Africa and the projections in the global economy. So now when you're looking into business this year and stuff, it's important that you actually look, how will your business affect or how will your business be affected by the economy. If there is a second wave and people, I mean, we saw uh, towards the end of last year that the UK went into another lockdown and a whole lot of countries were going into lockdown. And in South Africa, in a lot of, in a lot of adverts, actually, they were warning us and saying that if you don't uh, December properly, if you, if you December unresponsibly and stuff like that, that we would be, we would go into a second wave. Uh, lockdown here in south africa and we saw i mean from a personal perspective i saw how hectic the the lockdown actually affected economies and just looking in my area we've got spaza shops and what spaza shops are it's like these small shops that people create by garages or little shoplets and stuff like that and they it's like a convenience store yes it's like a convenience store basically and these people were really really affected as well so Hopefully we're not going into a second wave, or if we do go into second wave, that we don't get into these strict lockdowns like we were last year. I know that South Africa had one of the strictest lockdowns. Level five was really hectic, and and stuff. So I hope that your projections for your business, your projectors, projections for your finances, your projections for your life this year are really, really hopeful. And as much as people are saying that, uh, 2021 might be the same as 2020 or might be better we don't know like they said in the business tech article for better or for worse we're still gonna have a really really awesome 2020 this is the new show on active affair radio has never been better rapid trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business from mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery for a, a demo, demo, called Rapid Trade Rapid Trade, Rep Rep Trade. Trade. Ahead, ahead of the, of the game. game. Can you believe it? We are on the fourth of January. I'm so excited for this year. I know that it's going to be there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but it's going to be awesome. So I really hope I wish you all the best for this year. I hope you had an amazing New Year. I know that I had an awesome New Year. Um, I know I spent it with my family, and we had quite a fun time. And I hope that you also had quite a fun time going into New Year. Please let me know on social media, did you count down this year? Or were you just like, well, whatever, you know what, let 2021 come? Or were you like, one of those people were like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. So let me know, what did you do for New Year's this year? I really hope you had fun. I can't wait for this upcoming year to share more stories with you guys. Let me know, if you don't want to let me know about what you did, let me know what are your projections for the global economy or for South Africa's economy, for whatever country you're in. What are your projections for the economy this year? I'm your girl, Cynthia. And remember, you can catch us on our different platforms. We're on Active FM, We're on google podcast and on apple podcast and we're also on spotify and then you can also catch us on social media which is on instagram at activefm777 we're on facebook forward slash activefm and we're on twitter at activefm and we're also on parlor y'all so get downloading get chatting let me know your thoughts and answer my questions what did you do during the uh, countdown, did you have a normal countdown? Or were you just like in your house waiting for 2020 to be over? And what are your projections for your economy this year? This is the new show Active FM, where radio has never been better. Active FM, radio has never been better.